Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You're listening to the best of the Tom Bernard Show.com brought to you by Bradshaw and Bryant. Who, me? <laughs> Well, I'd like to know if I was married to a whore piece of shit. (laughs) You could just look at her license. My special stripe. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles. It's not how you use them, sir. (laughs) It's really sickening that anybody would be into radio this much. It is ungoddamn believable. I think I'm going to hell. I just realized it. Thank you, Tom. You're just delicious. <laughs> We're here today with Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. Michael, what's going on? You know, we keep getting phone calls, and it's interesting because people try to handle a lot of stuff on their own, or they try to talk to the adjusters, or they wait, um, and they think maybe it'll cost them money if they talk to me. And, you know, we tell them it's free to talk to us. Um, I go through what their rights are, and you know we try to help them as best we can. We don't sign everyone up. Sometimes I just give them advice, and they go from there, and then call us back later. But the key is, is that they don't know all their rights, or they're not told all their rights by the adjuster. And that's one of the things we try to make sure that they get, you know, they get that understanding, uh, so they can help themselves and their families the best they can. And the number is is eight hundred seven seven zero seven zero zero eight. Or at the website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Brad, Sean, Bryant, Michael Bryant, thank you. Seeking justice for the injured, Brad, Sean, Bryant. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast, brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Kicking off the show this week, we had Gareth Reynolds in studio, bringing the funny as he always does next on the Best of... We're back. We're talking hats here <laughs> with the family. It all works out in the end because there are several hats. Apparently, Ryan Sickler thinks that Gareth's hat's funny because it says Diet Dr. Pepper, and then it's got like a red ribbon on it or something. Not a ribbon. Rope. Rope. <laughs> top. Rope. Oh, rope. Red ribbon. I won first at the hat contest. <laughs> the red ribbon award-winning hat. <laughs> Oh, why doesn't Sickler like your hat? Uh, well, he's first of all, he's a prick. Uh, <laughs> okay. Let's start out with context. Let's frame it properly. Right there. Uh, and then I think he just thinks it's a bit of a swing for a different era, probably. <laughs> By the way, he showed up, like, I mean, in a sweatsito. So I don't know what he's <laughs> shitting on me. He's got the sweatsito yeah. going. That's true. I mean, he showed up like a young Tony Soprano, and he sees my hat and takes a dig at me. That's not okay. Oh, she, she does play the, uh, the theme songs as a Soprano. He was right at home, man. Yeah. Right at home. Except he did, he thought it was oh, the, the wire. wire. Yeah. It's like that's not the wire. He's You're from, from Baltimore. Baltimore. I know. How do you not 
course. Know that. Oh man, I know this hit show. Yeah, curb <laughs> your enthusiasm. <laughs> no, Ryan. So talking about a hat. Speaking of hats, I had two hat incidents myself in the last like a year. Uh oh. So the most recent one, my my wife and I for our, our wedding anniversary went to uh, Switzerland, Germany, uh, France, and Holland. Right? Sounds horrible. It was just terrible. Yeah. terrible. What a terrible what a waste of time. Yeah. So we, I buy this hat in Switzerland. Oh, dear. It's just, it's just a Switzerland. Right. It's, a great it's like hat. a ball hat? Like yeah, a baseball, baseball, okay. baseball yeah, okay. These are both baseball caps. Okay. So I'm putting it on, and I'm walking, and this guy behind me goes, fuck you doing wearing a MAGA hat. I'm like, what What are you talking about? He goes, what? Jesus. And I turn it, and on the back it says, established 1291. Okay, so uh-huh. 1291 is a long time ago, if yeah. you ask me. Back you know. before airports. Yeah, back before <laughs> airports. <laughs> well, don't, tell, don't tell Trump that. <laughs> when I was only 1776, <laughs> I still love that. Yeah. We want it because we yeah. shut him down at the airport yeah. like, in 1776. <laughs> no, the landing of the Potomac, right? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. So anyway, it's a red hat with white letters. Uh-huh. And no matter what it says on your hat, people think it's a mock hat. Yeah. Yeah. It's bizarre. So yeah. you better be careful. You're lucky yours is white with red. <laughs> well, on the inside, I've written in uh, my handwriting Trump a bunch, too. <laughs> yeah, that but that's just for me. Well, my favorite baseball cap story ever. I, uh, I have I have the license to carry. I don't have a gun on me right now, Gareth. I okay. want you to know I did that. hear a shot. So I just wanted to, is that you? <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Sickler pissed me off. But the screen just went black as soon as the gunshot went off, so we don't know what happened. I'm walking in front of Acme, as a matter of fact. But it was about a year ago. I'm walking in front of Acme, and there's a, there's a guy, a Spanish guy. I'm, a, I'm guessing now that he's a Mexican guy. Uh-huh. And I'm walking by... And he's like, look at me. He keeps backing up as he's looking at me, right? He's like backing away, backing away. And I look down, and you could kind of see the outline of the gun, but you couldn't tell it was a gun. But you could see a, this, you know, lump in my pocket. Right. So I thought maybe the guy just thinks I'm going to shoot him or something. I felt really bad. So I go, and I get hats from everybody. They send me hats all the time, yeah. right? So I go, why? How was that guy so jumpy? It's so weird. He just, he literally kept backing up, backing up like this, right? So I go into men's room, I'm at the urinal, I go to wash my hands, I look up, and I have a hat that says U.S. Border Patrol. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Whoops. Oh, so he sees a gun and U.S. Border Patrol. Yeah, I think oh, that's a... Like, <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, like, yeah, it's not good. He was so rude, thinking every white guy is going to yes. get it. Oh, wait, I have a gun and a hat that says like, law enforcement. Okay, that makes a little more sense. That makes a little more sense. U.S. Border Patrol in Minnesota. You Canadians stay yeah, out of here. You're going back to Wisconsin, where you yeah, came from, pal. Exactly. That's exactly right. <laughs> Speaking of that, you remember when Wisconsin boy, Milwaukee, yep. the whole shooting match? Mm-hmm. I do. Well, you and I talked about this uh, yesterday. The fact that Milwaukee is a great comedy area. You know, you got Madison, you got Milwaukee, you got Oshkosh, you got Chicago. What a great comedy area. That yeah. Is. Yeah. Yeah. A lot it of. There wonderful. really are a lot of, you know, good comedians who've come out of there, you know. I remember when I was in, like, middle school, I met. The Zuckerberg's mother, the the guys who did Airplane and Naked Gun, I met oh, yeah. their mother because they're from Milwaukee, and I could mm-hmm. not have been more starstruck. I was like, "Shit, the woman from the Naked Gun." <laughs> well, you know, we got the same. Pat Proft is from Minnesota, so yeah. he's right there too. Yeah. Like, I don't. I haven't talked to Pat in a long time now. I think I think Gelfand spoiled spoiled him on me or something. Mm-hmm. Very possible. <laughs> he goes, yeah, very possible. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, that stuff was brilliant, though. What? 
all uh, the stuff oh, they oh yeah Zuckerberg's. I watched the Naked Gun within the last month hilarious and it still you are just like yeah. this they, nobody has written a, uh, nobody has thrown more jokes into a script yeah. ever I mean, <laughs> you did, they did pack it's assaulted it's every yeah. moment even when they miss you're like Jesus enough <laughs> uncle KQ Morning Show about 10 years ago. Ah, longer than that now. God, we've been in the building. That must have been over 15. 15 years ago, Leslie Nielsen comes in the studio. Uh, and I just adore Leslie dude. Nielsen. Just, oh, my God, the greatest. Yes. During the entire interview, people are giggling. And I hear these weird noises. You remember that, Michael? <laughs> these weird noises all of us in there. Because I'm, I'm in Studio A. He's uh-huh. in Studio B with everybody else, right? So I get, what the hell's going on? And all of a sudden I realize Leslie Nielsen has a fart machine in his hand. He's <laughs> making these fart noises. And then everybody starts laughing. He's like, what? What are you laughing about? That's <laughs> a pretty good Nielsen. Oh, he was phenomenal. Well, but what he a was a guy. serious actor. He was. Yeah. yeah. So he was. For a then, long time, he was like the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, he, he was in the Poseidon yeah. Uh, adventure. Yeah, and so he's like this guy, and then it's like how Reagan became president. It's like all of a sudden, <laughs> Leslie Nielsen was now suddenly like, oh, the comedic lead, you mean? Leslie yeah. Nielsen? The hilarious <laughs> deadpan actor? God, he was good in those things. Oh, yeah. What was it again? They walked out, out of a movie laughing. And it was like it was platoon. Yeah, they're just walking out of platoon, laughing. At they have the longest montage of all time, and then they come out, and he goes, oh, "That was an amazing day." <laughs> they did an inconceivable amount of things in 24 hours. The, oh, the other great thing about that movie is how they. Just made a buffoon out of O.J. Simpson. Yeah, throughout it's, the whole. It's still <laughs> weird. You're like, it's just I'm never gonna get used to seeing. Yeah. Talking okay. about being a heavy. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. You know, he liked it. Otherwise, he would have killed him. So that, <laughs> that's true. I just, I still explain to me. Maybe as a as a writer, you can explain this to me how things get scripted and how they all work out. So. Your dad helps somebody cover up a double murder, and your mom sells a porno tape of her own daughter, and you're the Kardashians, and all of a sudden you're really popular. What? uh, I'm not going to be able to give you help on (laughs) this riddle that has eluded mankind for the last 15 years. I mean, they're the worst people on earth, and they're huge stars. It's You know when I I actually, like, there are many moments where I lose complete faith in society and uh, civilization, but I think the... The one recently that really, well, I was like, okay, we're done, was when it was Kylie Jenner, I think, wasn't yet a billionaire, and she mm. was like $500,000 away or something, and people started to go fund me oh to raise the money oh, to yeah. get. I was yeah. like, this yeah. is as dumb as people can ever be. <laughs> can ever be like, I'll give you my money so that I can't pay for shit so that you become a billionaire. Like, who? <laughs> in the stands rooting for an oligarchy like let's go kill the plebes we don't deserve water I want to be an extra in your movie it's I want I've never seen the show itself I saw a promo for the show once just one Uh, what's the guy what's the brother's name Oh, Rob. You were Rob? Yeah. He's, okay. the, that's, he's, the, he's the only reason why they exist, so we could just watch Rob get fat and be like, all right, finally. All the karma went into Rob. Yeah. <laughs> Rob just ate all the karmic energy. <laughs> They're sitting around at Christmas. They're doing a, uh, uh, what's they call when you, the secret Santa oh, or something, when uh-huh. you give each other gifts, gifts but nobody exchange. gives yeah. one. Yeah. 
and they're about to do it. And this is a promo for the show because I used to watch uh, The Soup. Uh-huh. That's the only reason I ever watched E. To I think that's the only reason most people ever watched E. Probably true. So I'm watching this promo, and I blame it on John uh, uh, Joel McHale. I told him, this is your fault right. that I saw this. But KP, I've known KP. KP's from here. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I just uh, never missed that show. I loved it. But I'm watching this promo, and they're, they're going to open their Secret Santa gifts for a Christmas promo for the Kardashians. And at some point, Rob is his name? Yeah. Goes just like this. <laughs> this is where he used all of his acting skills. He goes, Kim, why don't you open your gift first? After all, you're the richest person here. <laughs> what? Gross. What the hell was what? <laughs> I guarantee you someone was on set like, we need to take the line away from Rob. <laughs> Rob is literally a talentless void <laughs> sucking energy from those around him. <laughs> Whoa! Should, well, oh, look, a big sorry. shot. Hello, Ooh, big sorry. shot. Put it on speaker. My, <laughs> my phone was off. Sorry. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you gonna do? I, I just, I don't know. That, I, that, that is something. No, isn't the youngest one? She's Richard and all of them now. Oh, they're now. Of, yeah, now it's like a like. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's a lineage at this point. Yeah, who it totally would, is. Who watches it? That's what I don't know. 14 People year do, old, though. 14 I mean, year, little girls year old yeah. to 19 year old girls. Little girls who want to be them when they grow up. Right. Why would you allow your daughter to watch that? There's no way. No there's, way. There's been a direct shift in, in my lifetime where it's gone from the, like what makes people enticing and exciting is their minds mm-hmm. yeah. to what makes people exciting and enticing is their looks. Right. And w- how that's cratering our culture and yeah. like the, the substance of us is directly affected to things like the Kardashians. Truly, like oh, it yeah. is oh, that yeah. is like right there. You could if you could pull that thread and be like, that's where we all just were like, fuck it, let's just get that. our nails look good. I can't tell you who this was, but as a as a Midwestern boy, you'll like this. Okay. Kim Kardashian was in town several years ago. Okay. She had a local connection here. Can't tell you whose house she was at, but they lived on the lake. Okay. Right? And she's like, is that the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> Worse. <laughs> she's literally looking out the window. Here, I'll do it in the camera. She's looking out the window like this. <laughs> Her mouth is hanging open. She's staring at the lake. And all of a sudden, she turns to the dad of the family, and she goes... Where do the fish go when the lake freezes? Uh. She, thought, she thought the whole lake froze. Like all the way down to the bottom. Uh. So basically he said, oh, yeah, they come Uh-oh. and get these big nets. <laughs> they take all the fish to Florida. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. We were looking to invest and in a company that does stuff like that. There are 15,271 lakes in Minnesota. So we do that to all 15,000. Oh, wow. That's going to be a year-round thing. Yeah, Kim. Yeah. Well, of course, the fish talk here, Kim. Ah, oh, this is amazing. Aquaman, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one of them's the governor. I, I always wanted to see fish in politics. Yeah, of course you did, you vacuous moron. <laughs> Where do the fish go when the lake freezes? Yeah, I mean, what do you, like, uh, did eight heads just pop around her? Like, I don't know how to... Kim, I can't fathom for you, but what? It is amazing, I isn't it? I I wish I could, Kim. You should make a fathomer. All right, Kim, sit down. Your, your ears are smoking again. She's really overheating over here, guys. She's been doing a lot of thinking about this lake. She's... Don't, like, don't give her a pen. That's when she really can't do it. I guess just the... the, the 
the father told me, he said her mouth was hanging open for about 20 minutes, and then she asked me that question. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> special. What are you going to do? Well, that's, I would have you know. had to leave. <laughs> you had to leave. Just get up and leave. Even your own house. <laughs> yes, get out of your own house. Hey, you wait here. I feel, I feel myself getting dumber by the second I got to go. Hand her the keys. All right, you can have the place. I'm out of here. I don't believe in anything anymore. You just walk into the lake. Where's he going? Is he a fish? He's drowning himself, Kim. He hates you. I got to believe it pretty much freezes where? From, like, say, southern Missouri, north? Yeah. That's about yeah. right, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many lakes are there from southern <laughs> Missouri? Let's say the Mason-Dixon well, If you've, if you've lived in an ivory tower and on the west guess, coast your yeah, entire life. But then there's logic, <laughs> you know. I, you know what they God. should have said? I just thought of something. Before, uh, where do the fish go? Oh, your your dad helps to kill them. Like, <laughs> you know, Jay, come and stab them he, all. He hides them. Yeah, he hides them. He hides, he hides, them. He hides them just like the knives he did. <laughs> Imagine, Imagine catching a fish with OJ and him being like, let's gut it. I'd be like, I'm out of here. I don't like where this is at. Oh, look at that. I got to get out of here, OJ. Fun, hang, fun hanging out, Juice. Didn't Cato, didn't Cato have two like dead fish? Yes. There was something, yeah, that was part of the story. Was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Cato had like. Four lives were changed that night. Yeah. (laughs) OJ went in there, saw, like, killed one of the fish, and then the other fish came out of nowhere. He's like, now I gotta kill that fish. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. It's just like what happened with. uh, I just just did this with humans. (laughs) You have to cut their heads off, don't you? Absolutely. (laughs) You lop their heads off. All right, to the airport. I still love that scene, a goddamn courtroom scene. Let's try the glove on. Okay. <laughs> really going to try a glove on like that? Yeah, that's going to fit. No, it just won't fit. I don't care. OJ has webbed hands. <laughs> he can't fit it on, Your Honor. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. In the summertime, when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and brush the sky. When the weather's fine, you got Gareth Reynolds on the best of. Coming up next, Nick Pope calls in to tell us why storming Area 51 is a very bad idea. Next! If a daddy sport, just do what you fail. Speed along the lane, you can die in Oregon at 25. When the sun goes down, you can make it big and good and Ladies and gentlemen, we are back, indistinguishable from magic. Nick Pope with us. How are you, Nick? Hi, good. Thank you very much. Great to have you on. Nick Pope, who scripted and stars in the new UFO documentary, Indistinguishable from Magic, says, storming Area 51 is madness. That, that There is no way that can happen, is there, Nick? No, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. I, I mean, attempting to break into a yeah, attempting to break into a, a military installation is a federal <laughs> offence. Oh, you'll God. you'll end yeah you'll end up with a fine, with jail time, a criminal record, and all the signs around there say use of lethal force authorized. So yeah, you could end up dead on every level. <laughs> Uh, oh God! Yeah, you could end well, up. People dead. have gotten so comfortable that they don't realize that things can be dangerous. No, it's like no, it's right. like people storming the Pentagon. You're going to get killed, man. Yeah. They're going to come out in full force. Storms just think of Area 51 as like this funny place that I've seen in Men in Black. Yeah. Ha ha! Yeah, that's probably what they do think. I think you're right about that. 
Uh, yeah, it's the desert. It's remote. It's unforgiving. People will run out of bottled water. Yeah. They'll run out of gas. They'll get lost. There are snakes, even. Yeah, it's a dangerous place. There is rattlesnakes, sir. I've been mm-hmm. around, right, right near there. Did Nick, did you write your own descriptor for this story? Because I love the last line in the first paragraph of the descriptor. It says here, I understand people's thirst for knowledge about UFOs and their frustration at government secrecy, but reckless, dangerous, and illegal actions will only set back the cause. Final line, there are better ways to lobby the authorities. Yeah. <laughs> yes, That's that, that is completely me. Yeah, I, I, write my, I write my own stuff, absolutely. That's a great line. There are better ways. You know, some, somebody, somebody point blank asked, asked the president about it recently, oh, and he said, I don't believe in UFOs, and no, we don't have anything. Hmm. Was that what he said? That's what he said. But, but you know, he made one other very interesting remark there. He said, yes, I attended a short meeting on it. Yes, he and did he say that. Yeah. Said, yeah, he said, there's something a little bit different, and we're watching. Hmm. One of my favorite quotes in the last week of our President Donald, and I'm not anti-Trump, nor am I pro-Trump. I, you know, he's the president, so I'll honor him. He's doing a great job. He's, he's, yeah, he's doing a great But he said, honest to God, Nick, I don't know if you saw this or not, but President Trump on television said, you know, the government's doing a great job. The president, me, I'm doing a great job. <laughs> in case like, you forgot. In case you forgot, I am the president. It was unbelievable. I think he's still coming to terms with it. Like, yeah. In reality, yeah. I, I missed that one. I missed that one. Oh, God. It was just like he goes to the president, me, hey, you take I'm it, doing a Hey, did you job. see, uh, Nick, are you from the UK? Yes, but I've lived in the U.S. since 2012. Right, but you're now, from the so UK. I, I, yeah. But so the yeah. the UK well, has their own Trump now. They call him the UK Trump. Well, that's true. But he Morris, looks, he looks he's the literally no. The he, British he's Trump. literally the U, the British Trump. I mean, they they actually call him UK Trump. Yes, and now now he's got to sort out Brexit. So yes. good luck with that. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> I don't You'll, think it's going to happen. I don't either. You don't think it is? No. Nope. Nick, Nick Pope, I, I do. I think lo- it's going to be a mess. Whatever happens, yeah, yeah, it's already a mess. Right. That's already a mess. mess. Yeah. Anybody that anybody that's elected to office or given office, the Prime Minister of England, and comes up with an anagram that is dude, D-U-T-E is his anagram. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I think that's wonderful, Nick. So, uh, okay, so here's the situation. So basically they're saying there's nothing there, don't go. And you're, you're, I couldn't agree with you more when you say storming Area 51 is madness. There's no question about that. So, uh, Indistinguishable from Magic is a film that delves into the likely consequences of what would be the biggest discovery in human history. Yeah, uh, I would imagine that's probably true. Finding out that unidentified flying objects, uh, aliens from other planets, that would be be quite the discovery. There's no question about that. Yeah, we we would have to rewrite, I guess, the history books, the rule books. We'd have to totally reassess who we are as a species, what our place is in the cosmos, and every aspect of human society, politics, economics, science, religion, everything would be affected. Oh, yeah, there's no question. You know, that's, that's kind of fascinating because a lot of people I've talked to in, you know, over the years, I've been doing radio now almost 50 years, and I've talked to people about they have a very strong belief that, that actually aliens and UFOs where were all the so-called gods came from that early earthlings talked about they they talked about the gods and they say they claim that there actually were aliens and ufos back well there are there are carvings of of spaceships in egyptian Mm -hmm. early early egyptian stuff and mayan too Mm -hmm. there's the carvings of spaceships in mayan temples so that's pretty old 
And you have to think, if the universe goes on for infinity, never ends, never. Planets and suns and mm-hmm. moons for infinity. Mm-hmm. There has to be another part of the, somewhere where there's something alive. What do you think of that, Nick? That, that is pretty much true. There has to be something out, so, somebody out there somewhere. I Not would maybe people, but something. Yeah. yeah. No, com- completely. And one of the points I make in Indistinguishable from Magic is that in, in a universe nearly 14 billion years old... The chance is, if we start, if we meet one of these other civilizations, which I, I'm sure we will someday, maybe soon, we're not going to find that they're just 50 years ahead of us in technology. In a universe 14 billion years old, we might find that we're dealing with civilizations with a million years plus yeah. head start on us. And what might their technology look like? And that's where I got the title from, the old Arthur C. Clarke quote, where he said, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable from magic. And that's what we'll be dealing with. Yeah, I could see that to be true. And I would actually. guess everybody would probably be ahead of us pretty much. More yeah, advanced than we, us. We may find... We, that, that's the interesting thing. And, you know, the, the other thing, people say to me all the time, what do you think the aliens look like? As if there's just going to be one other civilization. Right. <laughs> we're not alone in the universe. The chances of there just being one other civilization are vanishingly small. Chances are there's a whole bunch of them out there. Some maybe not as advanced as us, but many, many, much more so. Like I say, millions of years ahead of us in science and technology. What would that look like? How would we deal with it? See, Nick, I don't think most humans' head can, they can't get their head to wrap around. No, it's, it's a endless. scope that most it's people can't. It's endless. It goes on for infinity yeah. of planets, suns, and moons. Well, they just recently found another planet that's very much like Earth. So I can't it's imagine. It's endless. There's, like There's billions of them. And yeah. It goes on planet? forever. Yeah. Forever. Yeah. It never ends. Yeah. It's, <laughs> as, as See, we can't, you can't comprehend that. No, I think it was Douglas Adams, the sci-fi author, who said space is big, very, very big. And it's comedy, but I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's infinite. It's and infinite. Therefore, if you throw the dice an infinite amount of times, anything can come up. Right. God, I remember when I was a little boy uh, back, in the, back in the late 50s and early 60s, all the War of the Worlds and all those those movies came out. And, of course, many years before that, Orson Welles had done his thing and scared people, uh, severely scared some people by claiming that did we were being attacked. people commit suicide or something? They, I don't know if they ever did. Nick Pope, do you know if they, if they if anybody did commit suicide, War of the Worlds, with, with the radio drama with Orson Welles? Because there's talk you about know, that. I know that when that happened, and it was 1938, so just before the Second World War, time of of great stress and fear and tension, I don't know for sure. It's disputed now just what the consequences were. But I was looking at this just the other day, and, and there were thousands of media articles afterwards, and Orson Welles was besieged by people who were outraged at, at this. And he said at the time, fortunately, it turns out he was wrong, he said, my career's finished. Right, right. Now, I, I, I do find it pretty interesting that, uh, well, and again, back in the late 50s, early 60s, man, there were so many movies about... If you about, listen to that now, though, it's, it's so... It's, what, to me talking while you talk over me? Oh, that, that <laughs> show. <laughs> God, you're unbelievable. <laughs> 
<laughs> no, I, I just I was talking about the fact that there was so much attention paid in the late 50s and early 60s, 70s to UFOs and aliens and are they coming? Well, we were going into space. Yeah, we were going so. into space, exactly. And yeah. that, that was the whole deal. What about that, Nick? So 1969, just the, the 50th anniversary just happened. Uh, it really made the, the, the depiction of UFOs and, and aliens in movies. It was everywhere after that, I remember. Yes. I, I mean, I think that life imitates art, art imitates life. And when we took those first steps out, outside of our own Earth, going to the moon 50 years ago, I think it focused people's minds on the fact that, hey, there's a whole universe out there and we don't know what, what we might find. And that journey is continuing. And of course, now we, we say that we're going back to the moon, then Mars. Ultimately, humankind will have to travel to the stars if we're to survive as a species. And we are on those first exciting steps. The, the question is, are we going to get out there and find that, that it's empty? I very much doubt it. Yeah, and, and that's right. the big question. So what about the people that, that posit that we're not even from here, that we were brought to Earth by aliens? There are a lot of people believe that, too. Yeah, I'm not so sure about that. But, right. But, you know, I, I think there are a lot of theories out there, and, and not all of them are true, of course. But what I always say with this subject is that the skeptics have to be right every day, but the believers only need to be right once, and we're in absolute game-changing territory. Oh, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Is it becoming more and more, as, as, as technology advances, all the rest of it, is it becoming more and more fun to do your job? Yes, because I think a few years ago, this was regarded as slightly fringe, crazy stuff. But now, whether it's because of the, the next generation of space telescopes, what we're discovering about exoplanets. I think now we're getting a window on the universe that we didn't have before. And more and more people are just realizing, hey, the crazy thing would be thinking we're alone. So I think we're closing in on it, and it's only a matter of time. The, the question is, what are we going to find, and how are we going to respond to it? Why do you think it is, Nick, that, that in, at least in, in television and, and movies, that, that, that uh, aliens are very hostile people and we're all going to die? Well, why do they want to think that aliens will come upon us and wipe us out? Well, I think, that the, I suppose it's the old adage that fear sells. Yeah. Having said yeah. that, yeah. I mean, I think we, we could say there are some movies like E.T. and Close mm -hmm. Encounters of the Third Kind uh, which are pretty, pretty massive movies, of course, which went the other way yeah. with this. So there's a, a whole range of opinions. I think my two favorite sci-fi movies, and probably it, it's going to be the closest to what actually happens, is Arrival and Contact. They're two really thoughtful movies that ask some really intelligent questions. Uh, same ones that I ask in Indistinguishable from Magic. How are we going to communicate with, with extraterrestrials. What are we going to say? Who speaks for planet Earth? How do we respond? And I want us to start thinking about this now so that we're ready for it, not after it happens and everyone kind of runs around and thinks, heck, what do we do now? You know, Nick, I'm, I'm hoping because of the business I'm in and the business I've always been in, that these aliens come and they have all of these, like, hundreds of thousands of great new jokes we haven't heard yet. <laughs> I, 
would love. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> they're all comedians. <laughs> they're all comedians. The aliens God, come on. They're I all comedians. Oh, well, don't let comedians loose on Twitter, even if they're <laughs> aliens. <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you think as a, as a mad as a Brit, Nick? What do you think of a, 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 a new generation Stan Laurel? We need more Stan Laurels in the world, don't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Why not? And exactly. that's, you know, that's an interesting point. We are not going to have anything. If, we, if we're being visited, if, if advanced extraterrestrials come here, we're not going to have anything to teach them about science and technology. But they might be interested in the more abstract yeah. human things, art, literature, poetry, and yes, humor. And, or, may, you know, I mean, and maybe our stinky animals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stinky animals. Sorry, we had a dog They'll in here fine. that smelled oh, so bad. I, honest to God, Nick, there was just a dog in here, and people were having it, but I can't smell I it I touched it, man. Seriously. Oh, yeah, you should probably go wash your hands. Melissa, My hands Melissa so brought the dog into the lavatory to try to lavatory. get her less stinky, and she came back more Much stinky. Much worse. <laughs> it was so awful. I just, yeah. pat, I just patted her in the head, and my hand stunk so bad. Oh, yeah. She oh, rolled into fine. something really bad. Maybe Nick, it's aliens. <laughs> it might be aliens. Nick, how do we find uh, the documentary? It's on Amazon.com, and it's on iTunes and uh, Vimeo. And I put a link to the Amazon on my Twitter, which is at Nick Pope M-O-D. And that's for Ministry of Defense, where I used to work. So Ooh. at Nick Pope M-O-D on Twitter. Why don't we get you back on? I'd love to talk to you about working for the Ministry of Defense sometime. That that'd be. I'd love to have you Is back you on to talk, to talk about, about, about it. Yeah. Or are you sure even allowed to talk about it? That's true. I, as, as long as I don't divulge any classified information, it's okay. <laughs> Which we won't be doing because I I like where I am yeah. right now. I don't no. want to go to prison in America or in England. No. Me neither. And by the way, I'll tell you, I love your country. England is a magnificent place. It really is. Short thing. Thank you. Thank you very much, sir. Have a great day. Nick Pope, ladies and gentlemen. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. That was Nick Pope, and none of you who are planning on going to Area 51 are Will Smith, so don't bother. Coming up next, closing out the show, we're opening up the vault. All the way back to episode 413 with Andy Woodhull. Next. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we have a call already. Andy, you're pulling in the calls already. Andy Woodhull. Uh, part two of the Tom Bernard Show.com from RentersWarehouse.com Studios with... Catherine Brandt. Alex Brandt Bernard. <laughs> Ralph W. Basham, MD, the Hack Master. You just cut Mike right off, yeah, man. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, he's, on his, he's on his iPad. It's okay. You didn't know. Mike what Rasmussen. <clears throat> we doing you again? No, you're <laughs> You're up, Andy. Andy Woodhull. Andy Woodhull. And featuring Don Shelby. That was a great start. I like that start. We doing you again? What's your deal? Why are you guys all on your electric on your whatever? devices? Your devices? You were talking about a bunch of stuff that I didn't care about. <laughs> Well, there goes that wonderful image. And I am posting a picture the... of Jude sleeping on Twitter. Oh, there you go. Everybody wants to see that. And Ralph's over there. What are you doing? 
I'm surgery. I'm doing surgery. I'm doing video surgery because I'm not. I'm not any good. I get. I get to practice. Oh more. God, here we go. Yeah. Here we go. Andy, where are you from? Uh, I'm from Northern Indiana, Elkhart, Indiana. Originally, Uh-oh. just yes. down the road from Goshen. Oh, yeah, shit. yeah, right from Goshen. <laughs> My mom worked in Goshen. Okay. Guess where Don's from? Muncie, Muncie maybe. Muncie, Indiana. Muncie. Oh, I know Muncie. Yeah, I've been there. Muncie. Yeah, Ball State, where David Letterman went to school. Today. That's right, Ball State. And more famously, Susan Woodhall. That's right, Susan Ball Woodhall State. went to yeah. Ball State. My mother. No, well, there you, Susan Woodhall went to Ball State. Did you hear that David Letterman's retiring? Uh, no, I didn't hear that. When, when's that happening? Uh, twenty fifteen. Is yeah. that right, Andy? When is that? When would we saw it? Be like May of twenty fifteen. Yeah. Wow. All right, Mike. It's going to be your job to keep me updated on because if I go to that Twins thing, I'll never get off. <laughs> so if you could keep me updated, the Minnesota Twins are playing the Chicago. I'm a huge baseball oh, fan, sure. and our team sucks hugely. Uh, but I still have to follow it because I'm psychotic about baseball. We, you never know. It's the beginning. They could be good. They could be good. So Indiana, you basically have your choice of like basketball, six teams. basketball, 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 <laughs> yeah. and the Colts. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The basketball Colts. and the Colts. Yeah. How about a baseball team though? You could have and St. Notre Louis, Dame, no. Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Did you go to Notre Dame? No, no, I went to St. Louis University. But he, he's he his home is up by yeah, Notre yeah. Dame Wait near a minute. South Bend. Elkhart, Indiana is about twenty minutes from Notre Dame. Wait a minute. Yes, sir. So you are a billiken. Yeah, I'm a billiken. He's a billiken. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. How many people know that, Andy? Um, you know, not a lot. More the last couple of years because we've been in the tournament. But, oh, that's uh, true. Not not a ton of people still know who the billikens are. Have we ever found out what a hoya is? I, I don't know what a hoya is. What is a billiken? A billiken's this little elf guy. He's a little no nobody knows. It's just a little. <laughs> guy. They made him up. You know the the. Uh, all the mascots were lined up there, and they were like, eh, whatever. We'll just take, we'll make our own. You're going to have a national champion in basketball, NCAA champion in basketball, up in uh, Notre Dame. In Notre Dame? Yeah. Oh, in lady, yes. ladies' basketball? Oh, what you yeah. just la- oh, you yeah. mean ladies' <laughs> <laughs> basketball? Oh, well, That's who not gives r- a fuck? Yeah. That's not real that. basketball. Yeah. You know it's so great, Andy? Yeah, is. I had them in my bracket this year. I <laughs> so much money on them in Vegas and stuff. Do you know Brett Ernst, the stand-up yeah, comedian actor? Yeah, yeah. Brett was at the house last Sunday making a little dinner. The guys just got together, and Brett cooked dinner for us, made a little Italian food. And he sits down with Don Shelby, and he's ripping women's basketball uh. up. And I go, ah, who gives a shit? Who the hell cares about women's basketball? Nobody watches that shit. It's all bullshit. All three of his daughters played basketball. <laughs> and I coached seven years. Wooden mouth. Oh, I can't believe you had to watch so much of that. <laughs> Men are bastards. Very good, Andy. Uh, who, who we got on the phone, Andrew? We have Grumble Bear. Grumble Bear? Bear. We haven't heard from you. Grumble Bear, where you he been, man? He was in the hospital. I'm what? here at a resort by the airport. The resort by the airport. I'm what? actually in the VA hospital. Oh, you still are in the hospital. Oh, yeah. yeah. They, uh, I checked in last Saturday. They thought it was either a kidney infection or kidney stones. And? Um, they think it's just an infection. Antibiotics seem to have cleared up most of it. I'm on the mend. They should be home in the air too. Well, that's good. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Jeez, I did. You know, you you've talked before about a you know a little problem here, a little problem there, but we hope you all for the best. Oh, I I 
I hope so too. I basically I called in to thank everybody. I uh, posted it for my family and friends initially on on the Facebook because it's easier than trying to contact everybody. And I saw all these notes from everybody, you know, from your family and from the people in the pod, you know, websites and all. And it's like, you know, thanks everybody. I mean, it it, it means a lot that you know you care about this broken down old, you know, SOB. <laughs> <laughs> that's why he, see, he did. Andy, did you hear him grumble at the end? He went, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That's why his name is Grumble Bear, because he had grumbles at the end of every statement. <laughs> All right. I think that's just phlegm. <laughs> oh, thanks. Nice. Thanks so much for that. So, so you might be out uh, maybe uh, sometime Saturday? I'm hoping to be out this weekend, yeah. Oh, that's a long time to be in the hospital. Yuck. Well, to keep yourself healthy, stay away from watching the Twins. Oh, well, you know, you got to have hope. And like you said, I mean, it sucks to be a Twins fan most of the time, but you got to have hope. Yeah, you got to watch baseball. I mean, you can't be April without baseball. You got to watch. Even if they're horrible, you got to watch them. And they are horrible. Mike's giving us a new report. They took the lead going to the top of the ninth now. All right. Who leads 9 8? Chicago. Oh. God damn it. We had it tied up. But now Chicago leads 9-8 going into the top of the ninth. So unless the Twins score, that party's over again. Nice pitching today. 17 runs. Really good. <laughs> really good. Grumble Bear, I hope you feel better, man. Let us know next week uh, how it's going. Will do, guys. Hey, and like I said, thanks. I've been listening to the podcast on the side at night when I've had nothing to do. So, Well, thanks Thank for you. that. Well, I had nothing in my life. I turned to you. Well, when it's when it's you know dilated or uh, you know pain, you know you listen to the dilated, and well, you guys go well with dilated. I don't have to. <laughs> well, thank you. It's very kind of you, sir. What is that straight uh, heroin? And is are you Grumble Bear? That uh, dilated is is uh, pretty much mor- morphine or uh, yeah, it's a pain medication. Yeah, synthetic. It's, it's, Heroin, but it's but it's heroin. it's non-addicting and it doesn't get you high or any of that good stuff. But mm. boy, I tell you, it knocks the pain out wonderfully. All right, let me break the bad news to you. Let me introduce you to Dr. Ralph Basham. Yeah, Grumble Bear, it does make you high, and it is addicting. That's that's tough. <laughs> that's real. That's the real stuff. It's about about ten times more powerful than morphine. Yeah, I know it's it's real powerful, and I don't use it any more than I absolutely have. Oh, good, thank goodness. So you're going to bring the rest over to the podcast, do you? <laughs> oh, you want you want? No, no. no, 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 no. I'm good. No, I don't think so. Thank Rumble Bear. I have no time for prison. <laughs> no, I don't either. I'm I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Thanks everybody, and like I said, I really appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Well, Get well thank soon. Thank you so much for listening and giving well, us a call. Good well and God bless and all that good stuff. And, thank you. And Don, go fuck yourself. Go fuck ah, yourself. There it is. Bear. Fuck you. I don't. What the fuck's he calling here for? <laughs> I like that. Bye. Bye. See, he goes. Like, he grumbled. Well, I'm glad to hear he's feeling better. Hell of yes. a good guy. A really good guy, as a matter of fact. I don't know. So the Twins are down again, 9-8. I just, see, you don't... No. Do you follow baseball at all, Andy? No. Any, <laughs> you, yeah. you don't well, care how horrible I'm not going to have a lot to contribute. To, uh, <laughs> uh, I love talk. to go to games. I go to a lot of games on the road, but I don't follow it. Well, Andy, why do, you go, it. why do you go to games? It's fun to go to games. Get, get drunk and uh, drink... Drink beers, eat hot dogs. You know, and that, watch the and, game. And I had a great time. Just yesterday, I said that going to the, going to the baseball game. The game is only about five percent of the whole process. He's sitting in being, the sun. It's oh, great. It's I, know, to be I know. Drinking beer, sitting in the sun. Yeah, 
I don't do either one of those. God damn it. No. Uh, no, it's true, though. Well, in the stadium, have you ever been in a stadium here? No, I, I never have. I would not go this tour because it's a little too cold out. <laughs> yeah. Our, yeah, really. our home opener is Monday. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. Could... And it's supposed to snow 14 inches in the next two days. Uh, oh, man. No, it's not. It is, too. Yeah. It's not going to be 14 <clears throat> inches. That's what that said on the number nine. Well, let's see what weather.com says. Aren't any of you meteorologists? I feel like there's enough of us in the room. <laughs> Don could play but one if statistically, he wanted to. Yeah, we someone pretend. would be a meteorologist. They'll fall two to three inches through 10 p.m. But then tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but overnight. Uh, snow accumulating five to eight inches tonight. See? Wait, what? That's We're at 10 inches all of a sudden. Mm. Mm-hmm. Once well, it again. contradicts itself. It says tonight, 5 to 8, but then it says 2 to 3 through 10 p.m. So maybe well, they mean, tomorrow I think they mean morning? overnight. Yeah, overnight into tomorrow. So it's going to be about 10 to 12 inches. Oh, oh, tomorrow in the day, 1 to 3 inches oh, more. So Jesus Christ. There's 14 inches. We just got the 14 <laughs> wow. inches right yeah. there. They have it by a work shift. So day shift, <laughs> yeah. afternoon shift, night shift. So the night shift gets the 5 to 8 inches. Although... Yep. Is it? I suppose it is cold enough to snow, isn't it? Uh, kind of. I mean, it's not going to stick. By uh, the way, oh, it's not going to stick? No. Well, 14 um, inches is going to stick. I can guarantee you that. If we get 14 inches of snow, it's going to stick. Well, it, it is going to dip just below freezing tonight, but by tomorrow, it's going to go back up to 40. So. No, Andy, that's good news for you, Andy. Sweltering. Woodall. Sweltering. That's good news for you because if we're warm out, Nobody would go indoors to watch comedy. Because yeah. <laughs> sure, we're, so, sure. we're so starved for good weather. We've had such <laughs> shitty weather. Is that right? It's yeah. true. Ticket sales are way down during nice days in this state. Oh, wow. wow. So, People would be That's outside. You get I the all over, nice yeah, I think all over the country at the beginning of spring, ticket sales go down because people are yeah. so happy to go out. Why don't you have a outdoor comedy <laughs> hey, you know, I have done outdoor comedy. Comedy in the, the park. It's not the best. Oh, outdoor comedy's not good. No, no. I yeah, I did comedy at this biker rally one time. Oh god, Whoa, how'd that work? <laughs> it out? was great. Well, the set. I was on a huge band stage, the right. stage that a band would be playing on, and there was uh, people watching at a bar, probably. Uh, 30 yards away from the stage and then there was also a volleyball tournament going on just to the left of the stage a beach volleyball tournament i don't know why they paid a comedian to be there it was one of the strangest oh. shows i ever did no one could hear like yeah. they could hear me but i couldn't hear that i ended up calling the volleyball game for the majority of the set. i just <laughs> called the volleyball game because they were the only people i could interact with see that why wouldn't you uh, did you get the "you better be funny, you some bitch" from the bikers? No, nobody nobody said that. They're you know they're real nice. Well, those, guys, those guys are real nice. Well, I'm glad to hear that. They're very appreciative that you showed up <laughs> during the volleyball game to do a little live comedy. Yeah, yeah. Where was that? It was in North Dakota somewhere. I, oh, I forget where. North Dakota. No. Somewhere in North no, Dakota. It makes sense. Yeah, the pieces fall together. Those aren't where the toughest guys are. <laughs> Why? What are you doing? Isn't Sturgis in North Dakota? Isn't that that big biker rally? You have to have the mu- volume on when you're watching. I, don't know. I didn't have the button to press. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Sturgis? That's North Dakota, right? Yes. Uh, that- in the Black Hills. Yeah. So uh, that's, South, that's Dakota. A- South Dakota. South Dakota. That's Sorry. South Dakota. Wrong Dakota. Sorry. Sturgis in South Dakota, yeah. Five Paul. But they used, to, they used to have the zip to zap, but you guys probably don't remember that. Zap North Dakota. Because North Dakota, I'm not making this up, has three cities, well, it's not cities, towns. In North Dakota, Zap, Gackle, and Mott. 
<laughs> what the hell? That's the fact. Does it have you can look it up. You can look it up. I was going to say like the Marx Brothers. <laughs> Zap, Gackle, and Mott, North Dakota. So there you have it. Later. Why would you name your town Gackle? Gackle. Gackle. Where do you live? That's got something. Somebody Gack. vomiting. Oh. Let's see what it's named after. Gackle, what? North Dakota. Got to be somebody's Probably name. Some Population name. was three hundred ten. There you go. In twenty ten. <laughs> So, I, I would bet just just based on history that it is named after somebody's friend in the uh, railroad industry. A farmer, because, actually. Mm, farmer? Yep. Okay. George Gackle. Who owned George the property. George Gackle. Gigi. Gigi. Yeah, Gigi. <laughs> My wife and I just said Gigi at the same Gigi. time. What are you going to do? But in any case, back to reality now. Andy back Woodall. to Andy. North back Dakota Andy. isn't real. Well, it might as well not be. <laughs> what? I was just saying, a town of 310 people. Yeah. Ba- barely in reality. <clears throat> it's more fiction than not. Your uncle is from Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Gerald and Jerry Ziegler. What do you think of that action? All right, back to Andy. Andy yeah. I was wondering where Jerry was from. <laughs> <laughs> I was racking my brain about that yesterday. We were trying to recreate the volleyball game so you feel at home. You know what I mean? Well, I never know if you're talking to me or him. <laughs> yeah, which Andy? I could, I'm just going to call him Woodhull from now on. Okay? Oh, yeah, that's there, fine. Listen, Woodhull. It's a funny man. That's what we'll call you. Woodhull's kind of a regal-sounding name. Yeah, it's very... There's a new TV show on AMC starring... uh, It's based on this guy. I guess he lived named Abe Woodhull, who was one of the first spies ever in the United States of America, worked against the uh, British soldiers. Hmm. Abe Woodhull, see him in the new show, Turn, (laughs) on AMC. Turn. I have nothing to do with it, but I like seeing my last name on a TV show. Why didn't they call you and say, hey, look, Woodhull, we got a spot for you? (laughs) I, I would be there. I would be there. Probably they'll hear the podcast, and then I'll go on over to AMC. Right. Are you related to him? <clears throat> yeah, let's just say, yeah. Let's just, well, just might as throw well. it out there. Well, I mean, I've never <laughs> seen someone with the name Woodhull before, so I mean, what are the... Yeah, there's not a lot of Woodhulls. I've only met one person with the last name that I didn't know was my family, <clears throat> you know, that wasn't mm. going over to Grandpa's house. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you don't know they're not, either. Yeah, I just assume that they are. There's not a lot of woodhulls. <laughs> we have to uh, straighten someone out here. For a couple of days, we experimented with turning the mics off and the uh, video cameras off during the uh, break between the two parts of the show. You're on Twitter, aren't you? No, I'm not. I'm just telling you. Oh, okay. I'm going off of what you told me. Ah. People did not like it very much when we shut the mics off during the two shows no. and shut the camera off during the two shows. So. We will. It's just we're, we're going to have to inform everyone, and if we could all remember uh, our guests when the mics are up between the shows, that not to say things like "Don't you just hate that son of a bitch?" You know, because <laughs> it does happen. Honest God, I'm looking at four people now that are sitting on devices while uh, you're just ungoddamn believable. I'm just sitting here. I just saw you. With, you had your dial up. Blank I just saw screen. dial. Yeah, you put up a phone dial. The soap? What are you doing? I'm just showing you it's a black screen. I'm not looking at anything. Okay, so let's let's ask let's Woodhull, because I call him Andy. <laughs> That's Andy. almost worse that you're just looking at a blank screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping something funny will happen. <laughs> He's looking at his reflection like a bird. <laughs> we, bring, we bring comics in to kind of lighten things up around the fucking place, and then you walk in here, and I'm looking at a black screen. What's that tell you about your uh, act? Uh, I don't 
don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a long day. Good. So, what time did you get here? Uh, I got here at ten thirty or something. I left. Uh, I live in North Carolina now. Oh, you? I, yeah, I left uh, five five thirty or something this like morning that from my house. Yeah. Oh my god! This morning, yeah, it was early morning. Early morning. Wow. So you live in North Carolina because of the film industry? <laughs> yeah, it's the place where to make it. You know, <laughs> I just believe in myself, and I move there and follow my. I was in LA, and I married a girl that lives in North Carolina, and so we're in North Carolina for a little bit. Just what, last October, what we got part married. of North Carolina? Raleigh. Raleigh. Raleigh, yeah, capital city. Yeah. Isn't that uh, the Andy Griffith special? (laughs) It's not too far. Raleigh Durham? Not too far from Mayberry. Not too far from Mayberry? Yeah. Is there a real Mayberry? I would go there. I don't think so. I would 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 go go there, there. too. I would go go there. Mayberry, North North Carolina? You know that he's dead now. Maybe Andy Griffith. Andy Griffith. Yeah. Everybody's dead. Is everybody dead now? <laughs> From that not, show. Not Floyd, B. Floyd the Barber ain't B is dead. Andy's dead. Donnas is dead. Did you ever? I ever tell you that story? And it's a true. This is a true story. When I was very young, let's say I was nineteen years old or whatever, I went out with this woman a few times, and I thought she was very, very nice. And all of a sudden, it just dawned on me. She's a guy. Just. <laughs> Andy, Andy, Andy you gave away the joke. <clears throat> no, it's not the joke. I don't think it's. I don't think he's telling a joke. This is a true story. <laughs> That's not very funny. But I, it is. I don't know what brought this on, but I'm 20 and she's like they're 19 and 20. And she's 19 or 20 or whatever. And one night, just after I'd known her like a month, I looked at her and I said. When she gets older, she's going to look just like Ain't B. Oh, I can't do this. I don't know what. I, there was nothing about her that reminded me of Ain't B, but it just hit me. You're going to look just like Francis Bavier. Yeah. Francis Bavier. That's a you. weird thought to have. Yes, it is. Just so you know. I think that Queen's might have been like. Up. Tied it up. Good. Ah. What, Andy? I think that might have been like an excuse. You think so? You gave yourself. Because well, that's not a normal thing to break up with someone over. There was another woman no. that I that I. I, I don't know. She requested to be friends on Twitter or what the hell, follow on Twitter, what the hell ever they do. And her picture was on there, and I dated her when I was like 25 or something like that. Um, dodged a bullet on that one because she now has your uh, white woman bad uh, afro and is an ardent Christian. I don't mind religion, but this is like... Every breath I take, I want to thank my Lord and Savior. Please don't call anyone your Lord. See, even though I grew up Roman Catholic, calling someone my Lord. Yeah, it's like when people say worship God. The, na- the word worship just, I don't worship? know, it's a, it's a bit strong. <laughs> worship. Well, it's not worship. W-A-R. So it's not, not worship. worship. Where are you from? <laughs> worship. It's worship. It's worship. Worship. I worship. Like wor- Worship. Were. Yeah. I didn't realize we were worship? from 19th century England. I say worship. <laughs> worship. Worship. I say worship. 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 Were. 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 Just like the <laughs> W-E-R-E. Were. Worship. And but it's W-O-R. I'm, well, worship. I know <clears throat> things are you know really strange and fucked up in the world. So. <laughs> I'm here to tell I you don't get it. that if I was Andy Woodhall, I would be going, I'm never fucking coming back here. Yeah, well, I, I just wanted to say. I come back for this Virgil's root beer. Real <laughs> it delicious. is good stuff, real isn't delicious. it? Maybe real sugar, you know, not that high fructose. Yep. Just, would, would just like to piss Tom one? off, I would like to call you Lord Woodhall. Does that work for you? You know, my family history probably owe the whole country to me. So, Windsor up, 10 there you go. Thank you. Uh, 
Yeah, you know, that's I, I like that name. Yeah. You should change your name to Lord. Lord. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> All right. Well, to become a Lord. It's official. What is a Lord technically? Just anyone who owns land? You can be a hereditary Lord or you can serve in the House of Lords. Or you can be a landlord. You can be a landlord. <laughs> landlord you, Woodhull. You, you can be landlord a, Woodhull. <laughs> you should get rental property <laughs> and call yourself Landlord Woodhull. <laughs> He's the super. Change your first name <laughs> to land. You guys can maybe help me with that, right? Absolutely. We can we can have a real something. estate company. Yeah. Yeah, we can do, get that done you for you. drop the comedy there. and becoming a building manager? We'll see how this week is shows. <laughs> <laughs> In both this ancient best of clip I pulled out and also in real life. Great clips this week from Gareth Reynolds, Nick Pope, and Andy Woodhall. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week. Oh, man.